Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. God just speaking about expectation. How many of you have an expectation? I mean, how, how many? I mean, how many of you do, you do you get up in the morning and you walk through the day not expecting anything? How many of you expect something to happen throughout the day? Wow, come on now. We got to do better than that. I mean, how many of you really need God to do something, to move something, to change something? In, if it's not in your life, maybe it's in the life of a friend. A child, a husband, a daughter. But we all are standing in the need of something being changed. So that propels us in the place that we are expecting something to happen. I mean, we don't get up in the morning and, and get started on our way expecting anything bad to happen. We have an expectation that, that God going to do something on our behalf today. Hey Amen. How many you know, have been waiting in the process of God doing something in your life? Changing a situation in your life. How many of you are really just, you know, you, you dug in and you're not giving up. You're not going to change, amen, what you're doing positive. But you're going to be like Jacob. You might have to wrestle with it all night long, but, but you're not going to let it go until it happens. Amen. See, we got to be a people of expectation. Amen. We serve a God that has all, that is all. And we got to know that he can do anything but fail. Amen. Amen. And if you have not because you ask not. Amen. And I find it a pleasure, amen, to be able to come break bread with you on tonight. Amen. Give an honor, amen, to Pastor Weber and his staff in their absence. Amen. I thank God for this opportunity. Amen. And there's two things that are taking place on tonight. It's not many people that I close my doors and go to theirs. And I know it's probably not many people that he will lead to come speak over his people when he's not here. And I get an amen. Amen. So there's a working relationship. There's a commitment. Amen. There's God in the process of everything that's going on on tonight. Amen. We need to be praying for them that everything that they need. Amen. That God meet their expectations. Amen. That everything go well with their travel and while they're in South Carolina. That, that they really be endowed by the presence of the Lord in whatever they're doing. Amen. For the kingdom. Amen. Tonight, amen, I want to thank my church, amen, for being here with me on tonight. Elohim, praise, worship, and deliverance. Amen. Thank my wife, amen, and all the deacons, amen, from Elohim, amen, the praise team, amen, the mothers, amen. Thank God for you all. Thank God for Forward Church, amen, having us on tonight. Amen. Those of you who have your Bibles, amen, if you would go with me to Joshua, the fourth chapter. Joshua, the fourth chapter. I mean, while you're turning to it, I'm just going to. How many of you ever read this, the book of Joshua? I mean, the name Joshua means God is salvation. I mean, the book of Joshua is a book, a very interesting book. Amen. When you read it. There's a lot of things that happens before the walls come down 
in Jericho. Amen. You have it? The fourth chapter starting at verse 1. We're going to go in a word of prayer. If you would, amen, if you can, would you stand with me in a word of prayer? And as I read the scripture, starting at verse 1, Joshua. Heavenly Father, we ask you tonight to give us the peace and the understanding that we need to receive your word. Father, let your word have recourse. Let it do what you said it would do. You said your word would go out and would not return back void. Let someone that's in need of a word tonight, let their ears, their hearts, and their mind be filled with the things of you. And Father, after we've done all that we can do, we ask that you give us a home in your kingdom. Let everybody say amen. 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 Joshua 4th chapter, starting at verse 1. And it came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan. Somebody say clean. That the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, take you, tw- take you 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe of man, and command you them, saying, take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, 12 stones, and you shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe of man. And Joshua said unto them, pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan, and the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of Jordan as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and they laid them down there. Now look at your neighbor and say something good coming out of this. Come on, look at somebody else and say something good is coming out of this. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's ironic that he was standing up talking to you about expectation. Amen. But yet in this chapter, in this particular chapter, in chapter four, amen, you find the people of Israel has been given a task. But let's go back to chapter one. You find in chapter one, there was a change in chapter one. You find that Moses has died and God is talking to Joshua about taking over the command to lead the people in the next place they were going. And then in the process, amen, they had come to the place of the Jordan River. And we have to understand, amen, during this time of year, the water table was very high at the Jordan. Amen. The water, amen, was moving swiftly. It was moving fast. Yet they was given a task that in order to get into the promised land, they had to first cross the Jordan. How many of you know you have an expectation, but yet you are dealing with something because your expectation hasn't come yet? Can I get two people to say amen? 
Amen. See, we as Christians, we have managed to handle everything but patience. Amen. We want it now. Our kids, you ask them something, they don't want to wait till tomorrow. They want it right now. Amen. They don't want you say, I'm going to cook something. They say, well, I'm hungry now. Can we go to McDonald's? Can we go to Burger King? Amen. They want it right now, even though the drive may take a little bit longer than what it would take you to cook something. But yet they want something instantly. And in the body of Christ, we have come to the place where we want things to happen instantly. Amen. But now we got to look. Amen. At the process of the people. In the book of Joshua, we're looking at a generation that was born in the wilderness. If you read the text, you read the story, you know that in the wilderness, amen, when they came out of Egypt, every man that was above the age of 20 died in the wilderness. And now you got a generation of people that are getting ready and they're coming out of the wilderness. Amen. How many of you know, amen, that there's a change that has to take place in the wilderness? There's some things that's in the wilderness that will make you ready for the next step in God in your life. Some of you that are waiting on an expectation, amen, there's still things going on in your life. There's still other things that's happening in your life. There's still bills that have to be paid, even though you're waiting on a financial blessing, amen, there's still things coming your way, amen. You may not feel your best, amen. How many sometimes, amen, while you're waiting on something good to happen, amen, sometimes there's two or three bad things that happen in the process. Amen. But we look, amen, their parents wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, wandering in circles, trying to find a place physically that they had to find first spiritually. Amen. You got to understand that in his word, he said, I have given you spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You got to understand in this life, on this journey, there's things that you got to get in your spirit before it will happen in the natural. Though the vision tarry, wait. It shall surely speak and shall not lie. See, vision and expectation work together. The people of Romans 8 28 say, and we know that all things work together for the good. Some things may be working and it may seem like it's working for your, to bring a hardship in your life. But God has put you in a place for things to be hard to make you stronger in the process. We are people that we got to be strengthened through, te- through trials, through tribulations. Amen. And we look, amen, and that they couldn't get it. The parents couldn't get it in their spirit. Even though they, they had manna falling down when they was thirsty, water came from a rock. God gave them every sign that he was with them, but yet they couldn't get it in their spirit. It's like us sometimes. Amen. We get in a place and we want God to do this and we want God to do that, but we forget about the miracle and what he's doing right now. How many of us that, that know that if it wasn't for the Lord on your side, amen, it's something that you experienced in your life, something that you've done that somebody else done, they didn't make it. So we look. Amen. The Hebrew writer said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? I'm hoping for it, even though I don't see it physically, but I'm playing it out in my mind that it's going to get in my spirit and it's going to material in the natural. 
And he said, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death was not found because God has translated him for before his transition he had this testimony that he pleased God. How many of y'all pleasing God? Come on, how many of you, amen, you get up in the morning, amen, you let them know, amen, that you appreciate everything that he's doing for you. You appreciate him waking you up this morning, starting you on the way. No matter how hard and what you got to face once you get out of bed, but how many of you appreciate the life that you have just because you got up this morning? Because we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. You, you got to believe in the God that we serve. You got to know that he can do it. It may not be happening right now, but you know he can do it. Even though it may not be happening the way you want to right now, you still got to believe my God can do it. James understood it. And in this particular text, he was talking to someone. Let's see what he's saying. He said in 17, 2 and 17, he says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, it is dead being alone. You can say I got faith, but you got to put it to work. If you have faith, faith will cause you to move. Faith will cause you to get up in the morning. Faith will call you into a place when everybody's saying you're not going to make it. You can't do this. You can't do that. Faith says I can. How many of you have been told you couldn't do something? How many of you allowed that to get in your spirit and when you tried it, you couldn't? But you, have, you got to the place where you realize that if I'm going to do this, I got to believe in myself. And see, when we all read Philippians 4 and think 4 and 13, where Paul say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. But have you ever looked at that text first? What Paul says first is, I. Right? He say, I can do all things through Christ. That means Paul came to the place where he realized that if I don't do something, it's not going to happen. How many of you ever came to that place to realize if you don't do something, nothing is going to change? If you don't do something, everything that someone says you can't do, you will make them sound like they're telling the truth. You ain't going to make nothing and you don't do nothing and you make them seem like a genius. You make them seem
being smarter than what they are based on you not being able to rise to the challenge to tell yourself, you know what? I'm tired of being in this condition. And if I don't get up, my condition is not going to change. How many of you ever been really been sick, really thirsty, waiting on somebody to bring you some water? Just sitting there, thirsty, throat dry. You see the water. And you're just sitting there looking at it. And when you really had your mind made up that you really wanted some water, if you couldn't move yourself, you would find a way to move the bed closer to the water. Or you'll be looking out the bed waiting on somebody to pass by and you go, hey! When you really want to do something, you will find a way to do what you want done. And Job, everybody know Job, right? Job, prosperous man. Lost everything he had. Friends came, turned on him. Wife said, why don't you curse this God and die? Job said, you sound like a foolish woman. And when you look at the text, you get in chapter 23, verse 10 and 12. Amen. Something begins to happen. Job said, but he knows the way I take. Because in the previous chapters, he was saying, I went to the east and I couldn't find him. Went to my left, couldn't find him. Tried to back up, couldn't find him. Went forward, couldn't find him. And then Job said, you know what? He knows the way that I take. Sometimes we got to sit still. But sitting still don't mean that you don't praise. Sitting still don't, still don't mean that you don't give God the glory. Sitting still don't mean that you stay home from church. Sitting still don't mean you stay away from Bible study. Sitting still saying, I'm not going to look like what I'm going through. I mean, no, you don't have to look like what you're going through. Come on, when you tell your story, you really tell your story. And when it comes to a process, can't nobody tell my story like I can. Don't nobody know what you went through to the depth of what you went through. People will look at the surface. They'll look at after you done came out and they'll tell you that was nothing. But let me tell you something. In the beginning of the process, when you had to shed some tears and you had to walk the floor late in the midnight hour, when you cried and when you got to the point where tears didn't come out no more, that your mouth was stuck wide open, no sound was coming out. When you get in a place where you're travailing and you're hurting and there's nobody there. See, people see you after you done came through the process, but they don't know the story before the process. And look, says neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips I have esteemed the words of his mouth 
more than my necessary food. You know what that means? Job fasted. See, it comes in a time in your life that the word of God says this kind comes only by fasting and praying. Let me tell you something. When things get hard, you'll fast. When things get hard, you'll pray. When things get really, really hard, you'll call somebody that you know that can get a prayer through it and you'll say, brother, sister, whoever, can you help me get a prayer through? See, we in the body of Christ, sometimes we, we have allowed pride to cause us to fall into something that we should have went over. I don't like them. I ain't going to ask them. Let me tell you something. When times get hard, you ask. See, we got to understand, we are a Joshua generation of, of believers. Do you know what that means? We are the generation that we are no longer walking in circles Wondering, trying to find the promised land. We, we, we're not wondering anymore. We got our focus. We know where we're going. And we are not going to quit until we arrive at the place. We're the generation that we're, not, we're just not going to keep wondering. We're going to get to the place where we are possessing what God said it's ours. How many of you want what God says is yours? Come on. How many of you truly want what God says is yours? See, this is, what, this is the opportunity. When you hear a word of relativity, what you have to do, you have to stand on your feet and begin to give God glory. See, but what we're doing, uh, so, oh, get a clap. Uh, the person you're sitting by may not need what you need. The person you sitting by may have a bank account with six digits. Your bank account got six negative digits. And you hear a word of relativity and you just sit there. Should I, should I get up? Should, what, should I do something? And see, the devil knows that if he keep you in a place tied up, that you're going to leave the same way you came. But what the devil don't want you to know is that where two or three are gathered together in the name of the Lord, he'll be there in the mix. So all I need is two or three folks that want God to do something to stand on their feet and give God a praise. To begin to bless the name of the Lord like he's already done what you need him to do. Continue to give him the praise. Give him the glory. Tell him thank you right now. Even though you can't hold it, you still got to believe that it's coming. See, that's where it is. See, because see, when you begin to give God praise, it confuses the enemy. Now the enemy don't know what to do because he, you just done something that he didn't think you would do. So when you do something different, God will give you a different result. 
See, this Joshua generation, they refused to die until their feet had touched what God had promised. They refused to give up and to give in to the hardships that came upon them. They wanted to touch what God had promised. They understood that transition is a journey, not just an event that has a beginning and ending time already set. Ball games got a first quarter, fourth quarter, and sometimes overtime. And it has an ending. But your process on your journey, there is no time limit. What we have to do, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. They understood that even though God had given them a promised land, they still had to fight for it. Ain't that something? God done gave it to you. But there's some Hittites, Jebusites, Canaanites, Hittites, all kind of ites that's standing in the way of what God said is yours. But let me tell you something. It don't matter what nobody says. If God say you got the victory, sometimes you just got to get in a position. You know when you, when you couldn't fight and somebody you knew they could fight and you couldn't fight? You know when, you, when somebody was bullying you, you, you done seen them fight. But you knew I ain't got a chance. But you get in a place where you get your back up against the wall. And see, and they think that you you in a place so you can't run. No, I'm in a place because I refuse to go any further. And you know how when you get ready to come out, you don't come out jabbing, you come out with the helicopter. Let me tell you something. When you get in that position, somebody gonna move. And, and you, you're not worried about them hitting you. You're worried about I'm in a place that I don't like. And God say, I don't have to be in this place. And I'm getting ready to come out of this place. And see, that's what we got to let the devil know. Devil, you don't put me in a corner long enough. You don't took my health. You don't took my peace. You don't took everything that I got. And now I'm in a position that I'm not going to allow you to take nothing else. I'm coming out of what I'm in. You don't have to stand in the way, but I'm coming out. How many of you got in a place where you ready to come out? How many of you in a place of transition that you know, you know what? I've been in this place too long. Look, you, look at your neighbor and say, something good coming out of this. Matthew 11, 2 says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's time to take it back. It's no time to sit quiet. It ain't no time to sit there and let the devil keep stealing. Keep taking. 
continue to walk the floor late in the middle it's time to get some sleep the word of God it says First Peter 5 say cast your cares upon him for he cares for you so look at your neighbor and say give it to God come on look at somebody and say give it to God because guess what God can do with it what you can. Let me tell you something. In Christ, the word of God said, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And that's when we begin to give God praise. Let me tell you something. God is omnipotent and omnipresent. He's here. But he's waiting on you to do something that will cause him to get up. He's waiting on you to do something that you ain't never done so he can do something that you've been wanting him to do. I don't know about you, but I refuse to stay in a position that's uncomfortable for me. See, we look. We look and we... I know the word says abundant life. He came that we may have life and more abundantly. And there's some people sitting on do nothing, waiting on abundant life to fall out the sky. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Abundant life means it's there, but I gotta go possess it. It's there, but I gotta do something to make it happen. But we look. Got to fight for it. You mean God can't just give it to me? Let me tell you something. God got everything. And we got everything long as we in Christ. But in order to get it, we got to come out of the place that we're in and get into the realm where our stuff is materializing in the natural. Look at somebody and say, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now see, three people should have jumped up and clapped their hands right there because the devil been tormenting you in your mind. The devil been telling you that you can't do what you want to do. I don't know why you're trying to do that. And nobody in your family never done that. The devil is a liar. Let me tell you something. You know something about a liar? A liar hate for you to catch him lying. You know that? You, you ever had somebody lie to your face? And you knew they were lying? And about halfway through the story, they just stopped because they knew you wasn't buying it. They, they just knew. Right? They, 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 they knew. And you, you know how you, you know, when, when you don't know, you'll get that look like, Really? But when you know, you like, do I look like I just woke up? <laughs> See, that's what the devil will do. If you act ignorant to his devices and that you believe every word and sound wind that he says, he'll really pour it on. He'll, and it's amazing how that he will try to tell you more about you than the God that you serve. Second Corinthians 2 and 9 say, eyes haven't seen, 
ears haven't heard the things that God got in store for those that love him. Now, if eyes ain't seen it, ears ain't heard it, how is the devil going to tell you what you can't do and what God is going to do for you? And it's amazing now how sometimes we be surprised about who the devil will use. Just like we surprised by sometimes who God will use. But the word of God say, try the spirit by the spirit and see if the spirit be of God. Let me tell you something. James saw it. James said even the demons believe. So let me help you out with something. Believing ain't just all that it is. You got to believe and move in the process. See, the demons believe, but they ain't trying to move. And what we do when we get caught in a place of outerness, you know, we used to say a long time ago that an outer mind is a devil workshop. And man, I used to try to find that in the Bible. That ain't in the Bible. There ain't no such scripture in the Bible. But, but what it is, is that if you can't be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, then guess what? You stuck in that place. And we look. John 10 10 says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now look at look at that. To kill, steal, and destroy. Now look at the process. If it's trying to kill you, it's of the devil. If it's trying to take from you, it's from the devil. If it's trying to destroy you, it's from the devil. And see, sometimes we got to get in a place where we see things just as they are. Let me tell you something. You see a duck and it's in the water. Don't say, look at that chicken. If it's a duck and it's, and it's quack, call it a duck. You got to call it what it is. And you got to have a made up mind that I'm not going to sit in the position that I can't be transitioned. Second Kings 7 chapter, I'm getting ready to close. There were four lepers sitting at the gate. Four people sitting, having a conversation. They're sitting outside a place that they wasn't allowed in. Now there's, a, there's a, a host that's on the inside of the gate. And the lepers begin to have a conversation with themselves. And, and one say, if we sit here, we're going to die. If we go in the city, we're going to die. 
why just sit here and die? See, that's what I'm trying to get you to understand, sir. Why just sit still and die in the shade? You got to have enough belief, enough faith in God, because the word of God said that he made it sound like there was a host of chariots coming down, and the Syrians heard it in the spirit, and they paid attention in the natural, and when they got inside the city, nobody was there. Let me tell you, there's nothing too hard for God to do. What he's done for others, he'll do it for you. And now, you got to understand, Moses' generation and Joshua's generation was the same people. But they had two different mindsets. When Moses got to the Red Sea, God said, what is that you got in your hand? He had his staff in his hand and he just touched the water. Water divided. They went across on dry land. But watch this now. But when it came to the Joshua generation, there wasn't no pardon of the water until Joshua and the priest had to step in. You got to understand that God has made us and equipped us that it's some stuff we gonna step in, but when we step in it, it's gonna change. You, but you got to have faith that I'm gonna step in. So in order to have a miracle, you got to have a miracle sense that God going to do it. I see what can happen, but I'm not walking by sight. I'm walking by faith. And I believe if God say do it, it shall be done. Come on, clap your hands. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.